Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is our Street Smart Spirituality Hour. We are so thrilled to be joining you here on bbsradio.com. We've got lots to talk about. And, you know, we're talking about something that is of great interest to me. And, you know, part of it has to do with, uh, you know, my own personal journey around when to pay attention to what I hear and when to ignore it. And is, is, am I hearing the things that I need to hear? This whole conversation about intuition has been mind-boggling for a lot of people. As a matter of fact, I've watched the definition of it change in the dictionary. And so I have a very special guest today, someone who is going to talk to us about uh, a number of different things. But, but most importantly, it's listening to what your body already knows. And you know what I'm talking about. You know how you feel after you've done eating that large pizza and your body is just absolutely out of its mind. But there are a lot of connections that we don't make. There are a lot of things that we don't put together. And so, you know, what we're trying to do on this show and many of the other venues that we're taking this message out into the world is to really honor, honor our own innate knowing. And today, Linda Eastburn is joining the show today. And we're going to be talking about many things, but I want you to also know about her book, Writing the Intuitive Wave, Learn to Listen to What Your Body Already Knows. Um, this book is a very practical approach. It's a practical approach towards holistic health, and it is presented in a way that is very clear and concise. Now, Linda, for those of you that are, are hearing about Linda for the first time, uh, let me just give you a little information. Certified as a hypnotherapist, a practitioner in energy balancing, and a remote viewer. We'll, we'll find out what that's about. Um, her education has led her to understand what we call the subtle energies of the universe. And so in this conversation today, I'm hoping that we create a platform, a forum, for each and every one of you out there that Pay, that can, where you can pay attention, where you know how to tap in to what your body already knows. Linda, thank you so much for joining the show today. Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. You know, I, I have to tell you a little story, and then you, could, you can tell me your reaction to it. Um, I, I, I go to a, a naturopathic physician, and I've been going to her, and she really prides herself on the fact that she's grounded in science. And a lot of what I watched her do over time, I said, yep, I absolutely know she's grounded in science. There is no, no doubt in my mind. But then I watch her do some things, and I'm thinking, I don't know that that looks so scientific to me. And I finally said to her one day, I've got to ask you, are you a medical intuit? Do you use your intuition to pretty much look at what's going on with different people? And, you know, long story short, her response was, you know, I integrate mind, body, and spirit in what I do. But the, the profession really calls for me to be grounded in science. How do you respond to that, Linda? Well, I think as, uh, as a professional person, she must present herself probably from a scientific point of view. However, if she were to bring more of a spiritual practice into the picture, 
what she would find is that um, her intuition is probably playing largely into some of the ideas that, that come to her as she's treating people or as she is seeing a patient. What I found, uh, because I do work with a lot of doctors and nurses and alternative health practitioners, that many times they are using their intuition. However, they're unaware that it's the intuitive voice inside of them leading them to perhaps the correct diagnosis or something that they would not think of right away suddenly comes to them or they look at a patient and suddenly their intuition is really working for them, but they're saying, oh, yes, but I know this because of the science. Really, intuition, or as being a health intuitive, I perceive a lot of things because I do this remotely. I perceive a lot of things about people without even seeing them. But most of us believe, and this is where a lot of the science come in, comes in, that you must see a patient or you must be looking at someone for intuition to work. And it really, is, it really doesn't work that way. You must um, be able, of course, as a professional, such as your physician, to be able to ground themselves in science, and yet the intuitive part is working at all times anyway. Isn't it really wonderful to be having this conversation today? It really is. And, and not be, and, and, yeah, having the conversation and not be uh, burned at the stake, okay? That's absolutely <laughs> true. That's absolutely true. And, and the longer I'm in this field, the more I see professional individuals, whether that be the medical community or whether it just be intelligent, educated individuals that are looking for or recognizing that there's something more to the human being and knowledge than just what we've been taught. Linda, there are many, many things happening in the world today and help. Um, I just ended a show not too long ago today uh, where we were having a conversation about uh, what is perceived, at least by me, to be a rise of chronic illnesses to be uh, things going on in the body that physicians can't explain, can't describe. Um, you know, all of this really putting people at a place or a sense of hopelessness. And I've got to ask you in your journey and all that you've done, and as I've read this book, Writing the Intuitive Wave, what are some of the challenges, what are some of the obstacles that you personally, Linda Eastburn, have had to overcome to bring you to this very moment? Well, first of all, I had to learn how to listen to my own intuition. I was 40 years of age before I ever developed what I consider it to be a skill. Now, I believe I was predisposed, somewhat gifted, yes, to be able to be intuitive, um, but I really didn't open up to, to my intuitive voice or that intuitive part of myself until I turned 40 years of age. So for me, that was the first obstacle and probably the most prominent one to be an intuitive person. Second of all, um, I had my own healing crisis that I had to work with. And since I practiced and worked with others with this health intuitive method that I use, which is really about mind, body, and spirit, and it's really about a resonance of who you are inside being in harmony with the life that you're living, the way that you think, the way that you feel, the way that you view yourself, and really living your life purposefully from a deeper part of yourself. But for me, going through my own healing crisis, I really had to put this to the test. And I, I began to develop a, a nerve condition, 
And a lot of it was because I'd stopped working. Um, there were some, some issues that arose that I didn't know exactly how to deal with them. So because I was financially secure with another business, I didn't really have to do this. But this was my first love. And some other issues were going on in my life, and as I continued to ignore them or pretend that they were not important to me, for a year or two, my health began to deteriorate, and I had to use my own health intuitive method to begin to overcome that and to bring my body back to a state of health again. And uh, I suppose that was the second uh, challenge that I had. And, And the next one is, of course, working in a field that has so much taboo wrapped Ah. around it, so Mm. much what I would call the voodoo idea of intuition or the psychic realm. And I call it intuitiveness because your body really does speak to you, that gut feeling, that that part of you that just knows regardless of all of the... uh, the facts and figures around you just know. There's a part of your body that just knows. And uh, I I think that uh, bringing this to public attention, being willing to present this to a medical community as I have, being willing um, to not proclaim more than I have to offer, but yet being willing to stand uh, face-to-face with those that are based um, 100% in a, a scientific point of view and challenging this particular, um, what I consider a, a great blessing in life, um, has been uh, my third challenge that I've had to face. And what I found is, is I've been very blessed and very guided, and I've, I have worked with the me- medical community to um, a, a fairly extensive degree. And what I've found is whenever I come with a positive state of mind, a positive heart, uh, that generally I have a fairly good reception in return, but certainly the challenge has been there. Have, do you feel that the medical profession is more open these days to having this conversation with you? You know, what I find is one-on-one the medical community is, but you put them back with their peers and they're going to go silent again. A few people are willing to step out, people like Larry Dossie, Dr. Larry Dossie. Oh, yes. Most people are familiar with him. Um, and, and there are others, certainly uh, Dr. Norm Sheely, which lives in my neighborhood. Um, there are others that are willing to step out there, write books, talk about that. Uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton is another person that I highly, highly admire, um, who's willing to step out there and, and talk about this and challenge their peers and say, look, there's more to life than just what is black and white in a test tube. And, and and I know I know those folks that you've just mentioned, and you're absolutely right. There there are also others that are really uh, really you know said there is there's more going on here than meets the eye, and I'm going to take a stand and and really talk about that and really take this out into the world and and, and really really provide uh, education and information for people because isn't that what this is about? I mean, if people are given the you know information about the power that they have power to heal, the power to heal themselves, don't you believe that they will make the appropriate decisions? I think with, with information comes the awareness to be able to make the change. I think we have been so programmed to believe that we're sort of powerless when it comes to our own health. Oh, totally. And that our, our own thoughts and our own feelings and, and our life really has very little to do uh, with the condition of our physical body. It's all about invading forces, whether it be bacteria or viruses or conditions that come from an external place. 
And granted, even though those things do, of course, exist, and I address that in my book highly, those things, of course, do exist in the world, and we cannot deny that they are there. Still, it is our own immunity uh, that is created from an internal climate, and we certainly have power over that. We have the power to be joyful. We have the power to, uh, to be content. We have the power to reach our ideals and our dreams, and those are the things that give us purpose and meaning to live, and those are the things that keep you healthy from within. So for you for you uh, in, in, in looking at your life. And, and I want to welcome everyone that is uh, just tuning in now. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by my, my very, very special guest today is uh, Linda Eastburn, uh, Health Intuitive. And we're talking about many things. I want to make you aware of her book, Writing the Intuitive Wave, Learn to Listen to What Your Body Already Knows. Um, and, and as I looked at the book, and, and, I've, and I've looked at a, a number of different chapters, there's so much, Linda, to talk about, really. Uh, I, I want to be able to give people um, a very high view of what your work is and how important it is, and then really drop down into some details, because I think that there is so much that people are wanting and hungry to know about and yet, when you're sitting next to, as I was this past weekend, with a woman who believes she has chronic pain and a chronic illness, uh, or something like rheumatoid arthritis, and doesn't seem any hope, I want to ask you, Linda, what is it you say to them, to her in particular? Well, given the basis of my work, it isn't really a matter of what I would say to them. But if they choose to do a health intuitive session, what will come in regardless of how they think and feel will be empowering statements that will help them not only physically get back on track, but to be able to see maybe a larger picture. Let me give you an example, if I may. Great. I was doing a, a session for a woman. Actually, she was a physician on the West Coast, and she had cancer. She had been battling this as best she could. She was she was very much a believer in holistic health and holistic healing and uh, energy work and energy healing, and so she was not she was not in any way um, contradicting my advice or what I was uh, able to access and, and help her with intuitively. But the interesting thing was when when I looked at her cancer, not knowing her life at all, I've never met the woman. This was strictly by phone. It was the first time I talked to her. But as I looked at her life, what I could see was this went back to the age of eight, and she was now in her fifties. At the age of eight years old, she moved to the United States from a foreign country with her parents, did not speak the language, did not know the culture, and was just beginning to start her educational process. This was traumatic for her, and the only way this little girl of eight years old could handle this was to put up a buffer or a barrier emotionally between her and the rest of the world. Now, that served her well at eight but you can imagine into her 20s and 30s when she wanted to develop closer, more intimate relationships, she still had this buffer because it had by that time become an habitual way to respond in life. And to her it was just normal, so to speak. But by the time she reached 50, she had been so um, withdrawn emotionally from others where everything had been more of a mental cognitive process of interaction that she was starved emotionally for mm. some kind of intimacy in her heart and unable to break down that barrier or that wall. You can see how if, if she would have had the session, the reading, in her 20s or 30s and been able to see 
how this was beginning to deteriorate her defensiveness, her natural defensiveness inside um, herself, that she could perhaps have been able to have done more to keep the cancer from being um, uh, such a prominent thing inside of her. And that is really the, the gift and the knowing of what you do, isn't it? A large part of this, to me, the va- a large part of what I do is preventive in nature. Now, we can't prove if what someone, what I see they're predisposed possibly to, to have in their future will happen. But certainly, if I can give them a piece of advice and it does prevent something like diabetes or cancer or something like that from occurring, um, I just think that that's absolutely wonderful to begin to get the advice early on or in the early stages of something where they can begin to turn it around. And there again, what I do, I don't diagnose anything. I don't treat anything. Um, I don't heal anything. What I do is bring a holistic perspective, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically, to that person's awareness to help them to empower them. Everything I say and do in a session is very empowering of that individual that they may take charge of their health once again and become not only a healthier physical person, but a happier person, a more balanced individual, one who's able to live their life fully. Well, thank you. Thank you, Linda. And for those of you, I just want to mention that I'm here with Linda Eastburn. And let me give you a little bit of information because I really want everyone listening to this show to really make note of this. Uh, I, I really think it's important for each and every one of us to be able to tap into the knowledge, to be able to join Linda on her journey. Uh, Linda is the founder of the International Academy of Intuitive Arts, a distance learning school, and teaching professionals tools for intuition. Uh, she shares her years of work as a health intuitive, helping people all over the world know their body, mind, and spirit. Those of you that have listened to me on BBS Radio and beyond, you'll know that the shows that I do are all about the integration and the balance and the consistency in life of body, mind, and spirit. Many of the work uh, courses that uh, uh, Linda has are for medical professionals, and she is an author, an instructor, and a speaker. The book that I'm referring to is a book I have in my hand, Riding the Intuitive Wave, Learn to Listen to What the Body Already Knows. This book tells of her journey to become and intuitive. And it also, Linda, I mean, it says that, and, and my experience of the book is, it really does use a practical approach to holistic health. And I, and I believe that in order for us to create the breakthrough uh, so that we reach so many people with holistic health, that we have to have a practical guide for people, that we need to bring it down to uh, the level that most people can relate to. It, what was your reason for writing the book and writing it in this way? Well, I think that, uh, first of all, I had a lot of experience inside of me. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was a personal challenge for me to communicate all of that in a book. I don't consider myself a, a writer, per se. And certainly it's my first book. I'm working on my second one at this time. But, but it was my first, my per- first um, book that I'd authored. I had a lot of information, and I knew that there were many, many people that maybe didn't want to to take the the elaborate courses that I offered, but they did want to know more about me, or they wanted to know more about the health intuitive work, and I wanted to reach a a slightly larger audience with with my work. So that was some of the motivation for writing the book. Um, Also, I think that uh, the health intuitive field right now is just beginning to blossom, and I think all it takes for people to really move from being a skeptic 
to into believing and accepting that their body is knowledgeable, that they do have an intuitive voice, is reading personal experiences. And as you know, if you've read my book, that the book is filled with personal experiences, whether they be mine or someone else's, um, that their life improved, their life changed. They were able to hear that voice, and it could be something very simple or it might be something very complex. But nonetheless, there is a part of us in every human being, and it's not just for a few gifted people. It's a matter of, of enabling yourself to open up to that communication. But everyone has a guiding energy force voice whatever you want to call it inside of them to help their life be better and it seems like for many people the time that this works best is when they're most in need if there's a warning about something if there's some emotional situation coming up that they're going to be given that information from their own intuitive voice so for for me it was um it was a challenge to communicate this it was also rewarding to be able to give people inspiration and insight into something that I had so fully experienced only after the age of 40. You know, I don't know what it was about turning 40, Linda, but I kind of had the same. (laughs) I'm not sure what happened at 40, but, uh, you know, I kind of had the same experience. I really, you know, you look at your life and you say, what's next? Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I think that you demonstrate for a lot of people really the openness when we allow the universe to enter in to a calling, which is obviously yours to do. I mean, I gave a brief introduction of of what you're up to, but pretty much, you know, you're also the host of an internationally broadcast radio show. I believe that's called uh, Anomalies. Or what is the radio show title? It's called Anomalies. Anomalies. Mm-hmm. And, and then you also started a research organization to study energies, um, and you're also a sponsor of many, many conferences on, on alternative healing and parapsychology. So, you know, you really represent an example of not only a person that writes a book and taps into their intuition, but then steps out in the world and absolutely lives by that. I live by that because it is my, it's my profession, but it's also my deepest love and philosophy of life. And what I found is, you know, having come from a background of business, in uh, real estate and other businesses that I've I've owned and and been very um, successful in, what I found was once I began to work with this, that this put me one-on-one in touch with the hearts of individuals. And what I found was the reward was so much greater from this than anything that I'd ever done before that I devoted my life to it. You know, I want to say that uh, I'm, I'm not sure how old you are now, but certainly something clicked at 40, and then you said yes to it. Um, can I ask you to share uh, exactly for our listeners what was the facilitation, what was the spark, what was the hit, what was the change? I mean, because I think everyone is faced at different points in their lives with choices that will take them down one path or another. That's true. What I found was um, in my 20s, I went through a divorce, and it was somewhat emotionally disturbing to me, but I noticed that my intuition began to come forward slightly at that time, very slightly. A couple of prophetic dreams, you know, things would happen, and I kind of knew, you know, where where this was going. And I began to notice um, how my body spoke to me. I began to, to recognize a lot of sensitivity in my physical system, but that was in my 20s, and then I kind of ignored that until... Um, my late 30s. In my late 30s, I was introduced to um, a school that um, 
did dream interpretation and because I'd had a couple of prophetic dreams, it was important to me to, to um, get more information about the dreams that I had. So I attended those. And there they had uh, people who did uh, health intuitive sessions, not ever having been introduced to anything like this before. It was a complete foreign idea to me. But I had a health intuitive session, and what I found was uh, this woman who did not know me, who had no idea my background, had no idea how I thought, how I felt, what my ideas were, um, had no idea what my physical condition was, was able to somehow tell me a tremendous amount about myself. This was an inspiration to me in the beginning. She also saw that I was a fairly intuitive person. Now, I'm also a very skeptical person, and since I had not had those experiences um, to any degree at that time, I was very, very skeptical in being able to do this for myself. But I continued going to this school for about a year, year and a half, something like that. And then after that, I did my internship in hypnosis. And my life took a major change from the real estate into uh, becoming a hypnotherapist. From there, I recognized that I was very, very good at going into a deep hypnotic state, could hold my focus, concentration um, at a singular point, and could, could do that for an extended period of time. And I recognized also that the woman who did my health intuitive session had that capacity and was able to access the intuitive information from that state. So with the skills that I learned from, from this metaphysical institution as well as uh, becoming a hypnotherapist, I was then able to utilize both of those to practice being intuitive. There again, I was very skeptical and I did not intend to be a health intuitive because I knew nothing about the physical body. Eventually, I was um, given enough evidence that my intuition was very strong, and I started working as a health intuitive, but not, or working as an intuitive, but not a health intuitive. And uh, one day, a woman came to me that I'd never met before. She looked vibrant and healthy to me, and she had some legal issues that she wanted me to take a look at intuitively, and I did. At the end of the session, she looked at me and asked me if I could get in touch with her guardian angel. Well, I wasn't sure if I could get in touch with a guardian angel. It wasn't something I'd ever tried to do before, and I had no idea what I even believed in the matter of guardian angels. But I told her I would try. At that point, I had a little decorative crystal ball on a table, just totally decorative, absolutely not, no other purpose or reason for having it there. But as I looked down at the table and I saw this little crystal ball, I picked it up in my hand, and there was an energy surge that went up both arms and into my heart. And at that moment, I felt probably the, the most compassion I probably ever felt. And suddenly, I started speaking. And for the next 15 minutes, every word that came out of my mouth was about her health. Oh, it was wow. about how, and it was advice on how she needs to get more rest. There was a lot of advice on self-love. There was a lot of advice on, and, and also a description of her condition. I had no idea she had a condition. When I came out of that, I opened my eyes. She was looking at me in disbelief. She, she had a disability. She was only 35 years of age. She was living on a very meek income at that time because of this disability, this physical health issue, and everything that I had described um, had been accurate and correct. So that changed my mind as to uh, the need to know the anatomy of the body, the need to, um, to be aware of health issues. What I recognized was the only thing I really needed was deep compassion. Mm. You know, I, I, I'm listening to you, and, and I'm, I'm really just in awe. I mean, I'm totally 
captivated by how clear you are on your life's purpose, how clear you are on what you do, and and how uh, really, you know, how many people you touch. I can only imagine that. Uh, and I've read your book. I've, I've There are a couple of cases in here. I know that you have... Uh, uh, been working with folks on uh, a couple of murders, and you know, I, I love the case where you found the, the woman's passport, yeah. and all of this leading now to you, the leading for you to the place not only where you know you're able to help individuals on a daily basis, but creating an an institute where others can then learn the power of their intuition. What is your vision? My vision really is to continue. Ex- Expanding teaching the medical profession because that's where I find um, the most um, beneficial instruction. For a physician, whether it be an alternative practitioner or whether it be a medical doctor, to be able to understand that the human element is not just made up of tissue. It is not just a physical segmented being there. But that is a real living person with a soul, with a heart, with emotion, with thoughts, with a life, with a lifestyle, with problems in their life or or wonderful things that they're seeking in life. To be able to see that person as a whole individual and to go back to something I think we had in years past uh, in the medical community, to be able to see that person and treat holistically. We're seeing more and more of that. You know, I happen to live, Linda, I happen to live in a place in the country where um, you can talk about metaphysics. You could talk about holistic uh, uh, approaches to to medicine. You could talk about chiropractic in a way where people are seeing. I, I mean, I'm I'm really blessed to to live in a place where um, what we're calling alternative uh, health is really honored. But I have to tell you that I also grew up in another part of the country, and I go back there every year. And, uh, you know, my family is now kind of getting used to me coming home and, and recommending things they've never heard of only because they see that by trying, they see things change. What do you believe it's going to take for more and more people in the med- medical profession to get on board? I think it will start as kind of a grassroots movement. There will be those rebels among the uh, the community that begin to have the courage to say what they're saying to me behind closed doors. (laughs) I do sessions. What's amazing to me is I I do a lot of sessions for um, children of physicians. And usually it's because there's something that traditional medicine is not helping. And they love their children. And they're naturally, they're seeking and wanting anything that will give their child relief or, or cause that child to, to have a happy, healthy life. So I'm getting the call kind of at the end of the road when they've, when they've researched everything else and they've used all the traditional means. They're calling me and saying, what can we do here? So I'm seeing that those people who are they're again, behind closed doors, they're willing, they're willing to say, I need help, and I recognize the limitations of, of traditional medicine. And I also recognize that the love that I have for my child is more important to me um, than, than anything else. So when those people begin to seek out, and there are many of them, when they begin to seek out um, alternative health intuitive sessions, they begin to, to see the value of those, what can be perceived, and then began to take that back when they're willing to have a voice. I think we're going to see some doors opening. Another situation that, that I can see also, 
Um, oftentimes, it will be my clients that come to me when there's an emergency and they're in intensive care or there's you know something a family of of someone in intensive care. And oftentimes, I will do a session. I give it to the family members. The family members will give it to um, the emergency room uh, physicians or they'll give it to their, their primary caretakers. They're listening to those. They're not getting in touch with me, but they're listening to those and they're conversing with the family. When they cannot find answers, that's when they will begin to open up. But the thing is, they're beginning to listen to the tapes. They're beginning to recognize that someone may have some answers. I think that's so important. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I mentioned earlier I was just coming off doing a show, and we were talking about, um, I, I guess, chronic degenerative illness and what appears to be um, a rise uh, of, of illnesses that, for the most part, we've, we've kind of dumped in, well, you know, folks are getting older, they're living longer, blah, blah, blah. And the conversation we had had to do with children. I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up. Because I think we could kind of blow away this year. They're getting older, you know. But now I think folks are seeing very young people being diagnosed with chronic disease or illness, as we would call it, categorized in these buckets that would almost sound like a death sentence. And so, are you know, what can we say? Uh, what can we say to folks that you know are listening to this show? that have gone to every possible, what they call normal alternative, to get healed. I mean, how do we direct them to the, to the place where they can, they can find out other, other methods, Linda? Well, of course, um, through the grapevine is, is, is always good. That's usually how they find me because I don't do um, very much in, in the way of, of tremendous tr- traditional advertising. So mm-hmm. a lot of people, I, most of my business is through referrals. But I, I can say also that um, I, I want to insert that I'm not anti-traditional medicine because my work will always work in conjunction with whatever their physician is doing for them. Right. My work will always help them to get there. But how can, how can we assist in, in getting their attention to get them to the right practitioner? I think that, of course, their physician will not know. It's going to be a word of mouth. It's going to be through books and organizations. Um, Internet is a wonderful resource. Um, There are many good directories on the Internet, shows like you have, of course. Being able to to search out alternative health practitioners who then may know um, the, uh, in, in their area, may know other practitioners that work in specific, specified fields. Linda, one of the things that I that I wanted to make really clear for a lot of people listening, and by the way, perhaps we should open up the phone line lines for questions. Would would you be open to that? Certainly. Let's do that. For those of you listening to the show, you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By, and um, I would love for you to give us a call if you've got a question. You want to run something by Linda Eastburn? You certainly can do that. Linda is a health intuitive, and uh, we've been talking about what that means throughout this show. Uh, if you've got questions or comments, let's do it right now, right here on bbsradio.com. We have a toll-free number. We'd love to hear from you, and that is 877-876-5227, 877-876-5227. I am Dr. Pat Basili. I do many, many shows, and, and this is one of them. This is our Street Smart Spirituality Hour 
and Linda is really, uh, we're thrilled to have you. There's so much to talk about because I think this is a very exciting and inviting conversation for so many people. Um, you know, I, I'm with you. I think that there are, are ways that we can work with folks in the medical profession. And I'm finding more and more, just like you've mentioned, that, you know, doctors that wouldn't ordinarily recommend alternative or holistic approaches are now saying, you know, what do you think about this? Uh, more and more of this is moving on. What do you think in terms of the health field industry in general? And in, in the case of insurance, how do you think, what role do they play in helping us get the message out? Well, I think the more that we can work with uh, preventing something from happening, of course, insurance companies will be greatly behind that because it's going to be a cost factor. Now, as to the medical community, um, I think taking on a little bit more of the, the Eastern philosophy of keeping someone healthy rather than working with treating the symptoms after the fact, um, where the physician ha- takes on a slightly different role in uh, the caretaking of the patient, and that is to keep them healthy rather than to treat symptoms after the fact. I think uh, there needs to be a a great revamping of education in our country of what health means and where the responsibility lies. We have become so accustomed to going to a physician and simply getting a shot or a pill or some form of medication to fix the problem when what we really have internally um, may be able to fix it all along. As an example of that, um, I remember having a, a back pain for two or three weeks, and it, was, it wasn't so severe that I was seeking any kind of, of aid for that, but uh, it was enough that it was annoying. And finally one day I said, okay, I'm going to intuitively look at this. And when I sit down and I began to see the origin, the root cause and the origin of the back pain, the back pain simply left and it never came back. Many times the little things that we think may uh, need uh, some type of intervention only needs our attention. It only needs the love and the nurturing and the, the attentiveness from, from us uh, to heal. And, 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 and is that how you would describe the work that you do? I think early on we talked about uh, your practice and, and the work that you do with individuals, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about uh, the institute that you've created. But if someone's listening to this show, and they say, you know, I would like to um, work with Linda. I would like to have a session. How would they go about that, and what does that look like? A session is an hour long. It is taped. It's something that I do by phone, by mail, or in person, but most of them are done by phone. I do them worldwide. Um, They simply call and make an appointment for a session. Uh, Since I do tape that, um, I have to have, of course, the time allotted. It's a full-hour session. Um, They don't have to have specific questions. I can do uh, a physical body scan there. Again, I don't diagnose anything, but I will describe what I physically see. For every issue in the body that I see, whether it be a sluggishness or or a need for attentiveness in a certain area, I will also view any emotions that tend to be traveling to that area. 
um, as well as thought patterns and lifestyle and issues that I see that need to, to be considered or worked on. Now, of course, we know it's not 100% accurate. That's just a given, and I make that perfectly clear to everyone. So one has to use a lot of discretion with any information that comes through from, from a, a session. But all they do is call. They can call me at 417-863-1377 and uh, just simply set an appointment, and I take MasterCard and Visa by phone. So it's as simple as that for a session. And what is your website? I think it's really, um, it'd be great to really give out your website because, you know, there's lots of information there. Absolutely. Um, the website is intuitiveacademy.com. Great. Uh, for those of you just tuning in, I'm here with Linda Eastburn. We're talking about uh, a number of different things. Uh, and intuition is something that I love to talk about. And, I, and you've heard me comment that for years. Um, people get labeled with this idea, well, you know, you're really lucky and, you know, you've been at the right place at the right time. And we kind of blow it off a little, Linda. You know what I'm saying? And this idea of being lucky, are, is an individual really lucky, or are they truly using the gift that they have? Right, right, absolutely. Um, and I think luck is oftentimes um, a matter of just being the right place, right time, which is intuition. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly right. You know, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, and I want to also mention for, for folks listening, you can find out uh, there's just some wonderful stories in Linda's book. I mean, it's really great. The book is Riding the Intuitive Wave. Learn to, uh, learn to listen to what your body already knows. But the stories in here are really, really wonderful. Uh, and I love the way that you've laid this out because, you know, for me, um, I, I read a lot of different books, and I, I went through this book rather quickly because there's just so many very interesting, interesting experiences that you've had and that other people have had with you. I, I stopped my page on one of the chapters, and I will, I will tell you what it is. It's chapter 13. It's called Bending the Mind. And there's a term in here that I just looked at, and I, and I, and I said, I've got to ask Linda about this. <laughs> okay. The term is flexible consciousness. And I don't know that I've ever heard that term before, and I love the way you described it, but I thought it would be really important for you to share your thoughts on this with our listeners. Yes. Flexible consciousness. It, w it was funny because I do a lot of intuition um, when I put a course together or when I'm teaching. And that's uh, a term that came to me, or realization really, that came to me one day when I realized that the people who were getting this and the people who were not really depended upon how flexible and it's almost like a, a dexterity of the mind where they're able to bend and move. But now I've taken that a step further even than what is in the book or at least what's described in the book that, of course, everyone understands that the mind has different frequencies that we go through. There are, are different states, and the mind can slow itself down to a very slow frequency, frequency or speed itself up to a very fast frequency, such as a slow frequency would be uh, during a sleep pattern, or if one were to go into a coma, it would be very slow uh, frequency. So being able to get into a very rapid, very conscious, very aware of everything around you, alert state. It's very fast. It's a very fast frequency. Um, so being able to move from a fast frequency 
down to a very slow frequency would be one way that we could view bending the mind and being able to take that back and forth, which is something I learned how to do not only with the hypnosis, but I also learned how to do that with meditation. Um, but I have some very, very practical ways to teach people or help them to understand slowing those brain waves down makes their mind very flexible. Now, another thing that I teach is, is the development of neural pathways must be there in order for intuition to really speak clearly to you. And it's a matter of the frontal lobe of the brain and the back lobe of the brain and left and right brain communicating openly with one another and being able to use and understand the benefit of, of our, our full scope of consciousness. I know we don't use all the brain, but certainly when one becomes intuitive, they must be flexible enough to understand that they're going to use more of their brain. The same way that one becomes more flex flexible physically by doing yoga or some stretching exercises, by doing many of the intuitive exercises in my courses that I teach, one can become very flexible in the way that they use their mind. Where you're seeing a big picture or you're able to narrow that focus down and concentrate on a very specific spot in the liver as I'm doing a health intuitive session. Where I understand that this is a whole person, but I can yet focus in a very detailed way. So there are many ways that that term can be used, but what I recognize is those who were really, really grasping what I had to teach had learned how to have a more flexible mind, and that became then part of my courses, and I developed exercises to help them do that. Let's talk a little bit about the academy, because, you know, uh, uh, as, I'm, as, I, as I was reading through the book, I believe the next segue in the book is it talks about, and the Academy, uh, the International Academy of Intuitive Arts was born. Yes. And there it is. Yes. Uh, and so, you, you know, I, I think you've had that experience where uh, we're talking about the flexibility of, of consciousness and mind. And did you find the more that you became flexible in that way, the more things came to you? Yes, but I didn't realize that was what I was doing. That's why I'm asking the question. That's why I'm asking the question because you and I are sitting here, we're having this intellectual conversation, okay, as if, you know, we, like, know how we got here. If you'd have asked me three years ago that I would have one of the top shows in Seattle and be all over the radio, I would have looked at you, Linda, and said, you are clearly out of your mind. Mm -hmm. yes. But here we are. Mm -hmm. And we got here not by, I don't know about you, but I didn't get here by laying out a plan. Uh, I got here by being flexible to really know when the opportunities were up in my face and, and not being fearful about them and saying yes. Now, that's the short version, but for you, I'm just looking at all that you're doing, and I'm asking you the question because I know that we're having a very, in some ways, we're having a, a very intellectual conversation, but I know that you didn't get to the place that you are by, by really, uh, you know, being rigid. You got here by going with the flow. That's true. There wasn't a master plan here, but you know, somewhere inside of me there probably was. But exactly. I just wasn't aware of it yet. <laughs> there you go. That's, I, I so get that. I know there's a blueprint inside of me, and I'm, right. you know, and I'm sitting here today as I'm talking to you. I had a couple of opportunities come up, and I'm like all in resistance about it. That's not being flexible. <laughs> it isn't. It, it, and really learning how to follow your dreams and your goals and understand when those opportunities come up that being willing to really accept the highest potential that you have keeps you healthy as well. 
it's a wonderful conversation, and, and the work that you're doing, I mean, we, I, I'm really clearly asking you about the Academy, because the Academy is an opportunity for anyone listening to this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, yes, the, yeah. the, the Academy has uh, professional training courses, teaches people how to be health intuitives, or an intuitive consultant, or a hypnotherapist. Um, and there are distant learning courses. You can take as long or as little time as desired to go through the class. At the end of uh, completion of all assignments, you do receive a certificate um, from the school uh, of completion in that particular field. Well, I, you know, I, I want to just let people know, uh, I want to take a minute to, to introduce people to this, because some of the courses are there's a professional health intuitive course, that you could take. There's a hypnosis course, professional hypnosis course that you can take. There is uh, also an intuitive consultant that you can take. And then there are what I think you're calling non-professional training courses, which I totally got jazzed about. Well, one is the intuitive development course, uh, remote perception course, and I want to zoom in on that one. Yes. Out of all the ones I could have picked, right, Linda? I want to talk about the remote perception course. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Now, that is in my book um, also. Yes. I do go through that a little bit. Now, I was introduced to the health intuitive process, and I still teach and use this process as being one where you slow the brain waves down and you allow this intuitive signal to come in uh, with clarity of mind, and you're able to, to perceive what that is telling you. However, there is another process, and the remote perception course uses a different process, kind of like automatic writing and drawing. And it's a very elaborate course. It tends to be a tad bit more popular with uh, uh, males than females. Really? Wow. Because males deal more with a, uh, a little bit more with a, a structure, okay. such as drawing rather than verbalizing something, and, and primarily females enjoy talking. Uh-huh. Now, I have males that, uh, many, many men who take the health intuitive course and many women who take the remote perception course, um, but I just see a little bit of a difference when if you're not real verbal, sometimes it's easier to draw and write. Yes, I got that. Mm-hmm. I got that. And, and, you know, tell me, what at the end of the course, where where will somebody be in their training? At the end of the professional course or the end of the of the remote perception Both. course? The remote perception course is a non-professional course. It doesn't teach you how to work in any field. It just teaches you how to, to do this skill, this process. The health intuitive course, hopefully if you've completed all of the assignments, and it is a, a fairly elaborate course with 29 CDs and four workbooks and four textbooks, and you're in contact with uh, the Academy at, at all times through that to help you through, to answer your questions, and, and to, to make sure that everything is clear and that you're on track with the assignments. At the end of that course, what you will be fully trained to do is to work as a health intuitive to do sessions much like we've been talking about today. The hypnotherapy class, now that goes by state by state depending upon what the qualifications are in your particular state. This course offers 36 hours of training. Some states require a little bit more. Some states require nothing. So it, it just depends on where you live as to what you'll be able to do with the, with the hypnotherapy course. But it will teach you um, how to, to work as a hypnotherapist, do an interview, do something what I call investigative hypnosis, which is taking a client under hypnosis and asking their subconscious mind questions. And it also teaches regression work. And the intuitive consultant course teaches you more the business end of working as an intuitive consultant, not necessarily specializing as a health intuitive, but just simply working as an intuitive consultant. 
And, and Linda, I want to thank you. This is this is really fabulous. I mean, I really can go on and on. Uh, in, you know, in in sort of you know winding down for the hour, I, I think that there there is a, a number of different things in the book I could point to. But for those people that are listening, I I, I would love for you to share with them over these next couple minutes some of the things they could pay attention to uh, in their bodies, some of the things that uh, they might really become aware of uh, so that they can have a better understanding and then take the appropriate action. Well, I think that one thing that is very, very simple to do is become aware of your five senses. When you become aware of your five senses, it is so much easier than to become aware of what's going on in your physical body. You begin to recognize when something isn't quite right if you are aware of, of your five senses. Another thing that I would suggest that people learn to do is to be able to get into a little bit slower mind um, frequency, which mm. can be done so simply by just closing the eyes in something that became very popular a few years ago called the power nap to be able to just close your eyes, shut everything out, quickly just relax your body, and just take a real quick power nap. It gives a tremendous amount of energy to your body to do that periodically throughout the day. And the next thing is if a thought comes to your mind, if a food, a vitamin, a mineral, an idea comes to your mind that you think you need to do, then don't ignore that. Write it down. If it comes two or three times, you know, pay, pay attention to, to those thoughts that you have. They may not seem important at the time, but if you, if you constantly feel as if you need to be eating seafood, then either you need to eat seafood or there's something in that seafood that your body is lacking and possibly needing. But begin to pay attention and begin to um, appreciate and give credit to uh, those intuitive impressions that are coming in most likely all the time that you're just ignoring. I think that's wonderful. I mean, I, I, I want to make sure everyone has your information. Linda, let's give out your information again, the website again, um, and, and let, you know, that's an opportunity for everyone listening to the show, whether they're listening live or they'll be able to listen to the archive. Uh, it would be great for people to know how to get a hold of you and uh, pass the word on. So let's do that. Certainly. Well, you can reach me through, uh, through the website, which is just intuitiveacademy.com. Or certainly I would love to talk with anyone who would like to call me. They may just call and order the book or talk about a course, or I'd be happy to get a, a physical catalog out that talks about the courses and the sessions that I offer and other things. But you may reach me at 417-863-1377. Now let me uh, ask you before we close. Um, I, w- I want to ask you to leave our listeners with your very personal message uh, what you would like to leave uh, with the listeners uh, that will uplift and inspire them? Well, I think that everyone has um, a potential that they intended to live during this lifetime. And I think one of the greatest gifts and one of the healthiest things that anyone can do is to live true to their heart. And if you're listening to yourself, you're listening to your intuition, and you're following that greater guide, that, that part of your heart, then you have the greatest potential to be healthy in your life. Thank you. Thank you so much, Linda Linda Eastburn. Thank you so much for all that you're doing. Thank you for taking this very, very powerful message out into the world. I mean, it's through people like yourself that, that we're able to change the vibration on the planet and really to, you know, heal ourselves in so many, many ways. Now, I, I mentioned earlier that you had a radio show. 
Uh, do you currently have that show? How can people uh, find out more and listen to that show? Actually, I don't, I'm not doing the radio show currently. I did a TV show and a radio show, both called Anomalies for some time, but I'm not doing the radio show at this point. At this point, I'm marketing my book and going on a book signing tour. I'm going to be traveling out through Colorado and California, Arizona, and back into Missouri where I live. Um, over the next couple of months. Where will you be in California, if I might ask? I will be in San Francisco area as well as the L.A. area. Perfect. And, you know, we uh, loved having this conversation with you. I'm, I, I, you will be hearing a lot more from us and love to speak with you on the many, many other networks that we're on. We're in an expansion, expansion phase as well. And anything I can do to help you get this message out, I gladly do it. Thank you, Linda Eastburn, for joining us here on bbsradio.com. Thank you. Well, thank you, BBS Radio, for another fabulous, fabulous hour. You've been listening to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By, and this is our Street Smart Spirituality Hour. Uh, for those of you that didn't get the whole show, uh, BBS Radio is putting up the archives. Please make sure you take a peek at that. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week right here on bbsradio.com at 6 p.m. Pacific Time. Make yourselves a great week.